Coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. You're listening to Time to Talk. Yes, we are coming to you live from the fortress of pop culture, where I have to say it is a little bit chilly, actually, and baby Zigor the dragon seems hungry. There, there, Zigor. There, there. So in 1991, Mariah Carey was feeling emotions. It was her second album, fairly quickly off the back of the mega-debut self-titled work. Emotions received mixed reviews upon its release, and not much could be done to catapult it to the mega success of its predecessor. They even tried deleting its three singles from sale to drive the album. But ultimately, Emotions achieved only moderate commercial success and mixed reviews from critics. One writer at the time described Emotions as gospel without soul, love songs without passion, pop without buoyancy. And I tend to agree. Josh and Henrik, surely this album is just one great single followed by nine little mediocre tracks written only to give the woman a chance to have a screech. Am I right? I mean, I have to say when I listened to the full album, I was like, I didn't realize how personal the, the other songs were. But some of the songs I really, really, really enjoyed. I have to say... Uh, so blessed and uh, till the world end uh, till the world no till the end of time I was like why haven't I never heard these songs before they are lovely I mean they are, I mean emotions are the ultimate classic here and we all know that because of the whistle notes but some of the other songs I was like I kind of enjoyed them is it her best work no but I have to say is it the worst Oh no. So I have to say, I think I, I, I enjoy some of the songs that she put out from this album. Hey, guess what, Josh? Yeah. My car started making this awful sound the other day, right? While I was driving it, I had to take it into a mechanic. But thankfully, it was a really, really easy fix. All he did was he just removed the Mariah Carey CD and now it's fine. <laughs> oh, you're shady. <laughs> I'm sorry, I really need Megs here to tell me off for that. Um, Josh, what are you making of Emotions? Um, Emotions is... um, I'm quite a big Mariah Carey fan. I've actually seen her live as well. I'm Envy. um, And Emotions is not one that I do go back to. Um, It's definitely not the most standout of her work. Um, I love Emotions, the song. That definitely is the standout track. And I love Make It Happen as well. Um, But I think... As I said, her record company obviously deleting the singles. I think even that, even that, I think actually affected the album more because it didn't have no singles on the radio or anything to try and like boost the sales of it. And obviously, they went on to um, MTV Unplugged after that. This sold eight million copies around the world, which is absolutely nothing to sneeze at. You certainly couldn't accuse Emotions of being a failure, but you've got to put it in comparison with. You know, she was mega when she launched, wasn't she? That debut album, Mariah Carey, with Vision of Love and all the singles that followed. 
that album sold 15 million copies and she just went boom. A bit like when Lady Gaga arrived, it sort of felt like she came from nowhere and just went bang. Sometimes you get a pop artist like that. So when this only sold 8 million and it didn't receive the universal praise of a debut album, when you put it against that in contrast, it was considered a bit disappointing for some people. But certainly over here in Australia, I know it debuted very low on the charts, maybe in the 90s. It got to number eight eventually. It hung around for a long time in the top 100. But like you said, Josh, it just didn't have the, um, you know, the, the first album, Mariah Carey's songs were everywhere. This one, besides Emotions, yeah, you didn't really hear the rest of the album at all. I certainly, when I went back and listened to this, was the first time I was hearing a few of these tracks. Yeah, in the UK, the album actually outsold her first album um, and the singles all charted higher as well um, Bar Vision of Love which did go top 10 in the UK but um, all the other singles are you sure? It, yeah it actually in outsold the UK, it in outsold Britain outsold its first album yeah <gasps> wow and it hung around on the chart fun fact well. wow there you go that's incredible I had no idea and what about over there in Sweden Henrik? Her first album did better than the Emotion album. Uh, the uh, Mariah Carey first album was eight on the peak in position, and I think the Emotion was thirteen. So, yeah, it was a little bit different. But uh, this sold pretty equal on the albums in the total. They sold both platinum in Sweden. So I guess they, I don't know what what we we did listen to in the nineteen ninety nine, nineteen the nineteen ninety one. So, all right, I've got to ask you both. The screech, the famous screech or whistle notes is a kind of way of putting it, as Henrik uh, mentioned before. Are they just showing off? Do we really need them? Is it because there was all this publicity when they sold her in, during the first campaign that, oh, she's got a five-octave range, and so therefore they came into this studio and went, right. It's as if somebody lashed her in the middle of every song and went, damn it, do it, do it, do it, because there's not a single track here where she doesn't, and I'm not going to attempt it. <laughs> Maybe I'll add a sound effect here. Well, uh, we have to we have to go back to nineties because I think if I, if I remember why she had the whistle note is because Whitney Houston was huge back then, and that she and Mariah had to separate herself from not be compared to Whitney because they can go they both can go so so high with their voices, so she had to put in something a little bit twist on her vocals and then thereby here comes the whistle note and she's famous for that now they all did she need to have a signature so the whistle note become a signature so that separates her from the other female leading uh, artists back in the 90s eh, i think that's a reasonable point but josh doesn't it just sound like somebody ran into the studio and jumped up and down on a toe i do think she did overuse it a little bit um it was very much sort of a show-off um i actually i read a story um that a fan was playing emotions when it first came out on the radio and it was so they had it on so high that their garage door started opening i think even mariah addressed it <laughs> oh <laughs> no oh, my god i can't remember it was obviously around the time the album came out um but yeah i do think she does sh- it is a bit overused on here because when you if you go into her later album <laughs> like music box and daydream and butterfly i mean it's there but it's not as over effective she might do it on maybe one or two songs but not every single track i wonder how many canaries around the world fell off their perches while emotions was being played that is an awesome story i never knew that that 
Let's be more positive. There are some great tracks on here, I have to say. And there was a few, and you mentioned one of them already for me there, Henrik, when I was listening to this. And I must confess, you know, I'm a huge pop culture fanatic, and especially around this era, I was listening and consuming everything. But Mariah Carey, I loved the singles, funnily enough, I really did. But there was, I can never put my finger on what it is about Mariah Carey that just doesn't intrigue me. No, she does. I don't dislike the woman. I don't dislike the music. But I've never, ever, and it's so unlike me, been inclined to go and get one of her albums. I don't believe I've ever bought a Mariah Carey album or single, which is amazing. However, when I listened to this in preparation for this review, the ones that stood out to me were Make It Happen is fantastic. As you said, Henrik, it's very, very funky. To Be Around You, um, again, I think that's sort of in a similar vein for me. I love R&B. Uh, style songs they sounded like janet jackson songs to me is that fair yeah yeah i kind of and i and when i did my google fun fact and and her second single on this uh, album and you don't remember she had i think she had never performed it live ever i was like oh okay i I, because i some of the songs were heartbreaking love stories about the bad boyfriends and the the, the girlfriend couldn't move on from the ex-boyfriend and i was like wow and you don't remember i was like she never performed that song live ever i was like okay bad Henry, why do you say that the lyrics on this album are deeply personal you said that right up front and and i didn't get that impression what made you say that I mean, uh, I, I, when I first listened to the lyrics, I was like, there's so many love stories about relationships uh, because uh, in the song, and you don't remember, I did also go Google uh, what the songs were about. And it was like, uh, some of the songs, she was, she, there was, uh, f- damn, I wrote the notes in Swedish to try to explain them in English. It's going to be pr- hard. But I mean, it was uh, a lot of uh, the boyfriend-girlfriend relationships and uh, the toxic relationships and she wants to leave and he is bad for her. So it was a lot of love relationships message in a lot of the songs. But Henrik, I, I, I don't mean to be rude. Isn't that every single pop album ever written? No, well, you're right. But it was like song after song after song after <laughs> song. So so uh, when, I re- when I did a little bit write about the album, I felt it was like a, a mix of standard Mariah Carey ballads, the 90s Dis- Disney songs, and then we have the R&B 90s sound, and then, of course, the same disco sound with emotion. And so it's like, it's so mixed. There was so much... It was some mixed. Josh, do you do you like this album? Um, I say more so the singles are the standouts of the album, but I do like this album. It's not one of my favourites of hers, but it's not like at the bottom of the list. If it's over, I do really like that song, but I prefer the version she did on um, MTV Unplugged, which was released as a sort of promotional single. Um, I like to be around you as well. I liked that one. Very sort of funky 90s sound, as well as The Wind as well, which closed out the album. I want to zoom in on the lead single, Emotions. This was interesting because I don't know if both of you know Civils and Cole, and I didn't know that they produced this song, but they were two of my favourite remixes or producers uh, back in the day. They were uh, with CNC Music Factory, and they, they remixed... Oh, nearly every artist, really. They definitely had a go at Michael Jackson, uh, Madonna, all the greats. And any time I saw that Civils and Cole remix, uh, no matter who the artist was, I wanted to get my hands on it because they were 
brilliant remixes. So it's interesting to know that they actually uh, produced and wrote the opening song, Emotions. This is a good song, isn't it? I mean, it's it's just classic Mariah Carey. I mean, it, I think the emotion, if we're talking about the emotion, it's a good uh, song to catch your attention for the album because any other song, I think the album would have failed because I think failed more because I think emotions, it, you feel, mm, you want to listen to the song. It's catchy, it's uh, disco from the start and I like it. I've got a test for you both because I've got a theory with Mariah Carey that not even she knows the lyrics to her own songs because a bit like Michael Jackson, there are times there where you just all blur into one. Tell me the next line. And Josh, I'm going to go to you first. You've got me feeling emotions. Higher than the heavens from above. Oh, yes, that is one of the lines, but it doesn't quite follow there. So that comes later. Henrik, you've got me feeling emotions. Oh, no, I've got it now. No. Sorry. (laughs) Deeper than I've ever dreamed of. Go for it. Oh, nice. There you go. So you do get it. Okay. I've never been able to hear it. I had to look it up. I couldn't actually hear that. You've got me feeling emotions. Deeper than, and then I couldn't hear what she was saying. (laughs) (laughs) Being from Sweden, English your second language, I'm assuming, Henrik? Yeah. Yeah, do you, do you find the same thing? Is it hard to follow some of the lyrics? Yeah, when I, when I think about it, when I, I, sometimes I need, to look, I need to read the lyrics to understand what, what some, that this is many people, I need to listen, read the lyrics to understand the song. I was like, ah, I got it now. I get it now. I get it now. Yeah, yeah I love that. Let's talk about the album cover for a moment. I, it's a very good album cover. I just don't get what she's actually doing. Like, she's in this desert somewhere, <laughs> and the wind's blowing in her face. <laughs> so they've just put a giant fan in front of her. Well, I have to say, in compared to her other albums, this is very natural. This is very, Mariah, this is very natural, her, because we have seen so many album covers that have been overly retouched, and this looks very natural. In the white dress, looks down, and wind in the hair and sun in the face, looks very natural. I adore it. And if you were around it in this time period and buying lots of albums, you have no idea how many album covers or single covers were sepia at this time. It was the big thing. I think it has something to do with the fact that um, JVC was releasing handy cams around this time. And one of the, when you twist the knob, you could get different effects, which oh. means nothing now, but sepia was one of them. I, I don't know if that had an influence, but there was a lot of people doing the sepia album cover. Kylie's never done it. Madonna has, but I guarantee you, look up sepia 90s album covers and you'll find a raft of them all over the place. I have a feeling Gloria Estefan did one as well. Henrik, where are her hands in this album cover? Ah, don't make me go there. Somewhere on on her thighs. Somewhere on her thighs. Okay, thank you. Just like her lyrics, I just needed a bit of clarity around that. (laughs) All right. Oh, God. um, what about the music videos? Do, do, do either one of you even remember the music video for Emotions? And was there a music video for the other two singles? Yeah, Make It Happen had one. Um, she was in a church singing um, with a choir. Ooh, like a prayer. Yeah. Um, and Can't Let Go, I think she was just kind of standing around in black and white. 
Yeah, but emotions, what I remember from that is that she's driving around in a car and singing and then the whistle notes came came around and everyone seems to have a parting and having found around parting and having found with friends. That is what I remember from the music video. But you're describing every Mariah Carey music video ever made. <laughs> ah, okay. I mean, I mean, I have to agree. Her big biggest hits came later with for me that I I mean that I remember love it, and we we have to go from '93 and four and forward with Hero and all that. That is my songs from her. I've got to say, like I'm not having you go it up, but I, I, the music Mariah's not known for these creative music videos, as far as I know, and the fans will probably jump up and down with fury around that. I love Honey. There was a video clip for that. I thought that was really really clever. But most of the time, like I suppose it's because Mariah Carey isn't really a dancer. Maybe that's part of it but yeah her music videos aren't what she's certainly known for that's for sure i think in my most rememberable music videos from mariah carries is of course our all i want for christmas is you and fantasy ah. that is my most uh, rememberable music videos from her i was like oh i know i know that one i know that one did I happen to see Justin Bieber jumping around next to her in a version of that oh, Christmas song Oh, yeah, she recorded a version with him. It's terrible. <laughs> Ugh, I remember thinking, what the devil is this? And I hope I never I see hope it she, again. I think she probably got paid quite a lot to do that. We need to revisit the background of this album too. So, Josh, how did this album come so, about? It's obviously the follow-up to her monster Following the success of obviously her first album and obviously how well it did, um they wanted her to straight away go back in the studio and do another one um and they were quite oh, yeah. sort of forceful with her with it so it came about quite quickly this album it was only done i think maybe a period of only like a couple of three or four months even um mm. she first started working with um ben Marag. the surnames of some of the people she works with are ridiculous <laughs> Ben Margulies, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. He, and he wrote Vision of Love and etc. Um, however, they sort of parted, they parted ways with it. So she then went on to work with David Cole and Roberts. I can't remember how you pronounce his last name again. Um, Civilez or something like that. And this is also where she first worked with Walter Fanaser, um, who she went on to obviously... They went on to write, obviously, All I Want for Christmas and um, Hero and those sort of classics. Um, this is also the first time Carrie actually produced an out a song by herself, which was The Wind. She wrote it and composed it by herself. I'm also fascinated that she worked with Carole King, the legendary yeah. Carole King, uh, on one of the tracks of this album, too. I mean, she's famous. Oh, my goodness. This, you could sit here all day and talk about the songs um, that she's helped write and produce. I'd like to know if there are any tracks on the album that either one of you think are hideous and awful. Any hideous and awful tracks on here? I mean, I don't, I don't think it's anyone hideous, but it's someone, if I can scratch a uh, song on this album, it had to be If It Is Over. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I understand it's a love ballad, but for some reason I was like, it felt like it was... it. It felt like it went on and on and on. I mean, every other song I had positive response to, maybe not the best songs in the world, but I had positive response to. But for some reason, if it is over, I was like, next. I couldn't listen to it straight up, all the way through. 
So there's your skippable moment there, Henrik. Do you have a skippable moment? Yeah, mine's Josh? You're So Cold. I'm just not particularly keen on that song. What is the devil? Do you know that was going to be the title of the album and the opening scene? Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad they didn't. That probably would have killed her career. I'm not. Mariah Carey, <laughs> she might, she might not have been here today. Yeah. If she'd done that as a lead single in the nineties, where lead singles were much more relevant and important. Jeez. Yeah, but we have to. When you talk about Mariah Carey and emotion, we have to talk about her uh, New Year's Eve performance in 2016 when she did uh, Dick Clark's New York New Year's Rocking Eve. But the, te- the technical difficulties when she was she was performing, I was like, "Ouch, that gotta hurt." I know. If I'm ever having a bad day, Henrik, I, I go to YouTube and I play that. It's quite fun. Yeah, it was. Oh my god, it was so bad. And she was like walking back and forth with the microphone. Okay, I don't hear anything, but you can sing along to it. I was like, you "Try to cover it up, please." <laughs> Mm, yeah, I don't know if there was much she could do. Actually, I thought she handled it quite well, especially the 15 sackings that happened immediately after the show. That was the most fun part. It's a shame that didn't go to air. Okay, should people listen to this album, Josh and Henrik? Should people pull it out and put it on? I will not say. I think they should give it a try because uh, I have never heard. I have just heard emotions in my whole life. But uh, when I was uh, listening through the whole album, I was like, okay. It's not a bad album. It's giving me a very 90s old school ballad and uh, gives me a flashback of when I was young. But is it the best album? Will I buy it today? No. But I would give it a try. Oh, this is shaping up to be the most lukewarm review we've ever done in the fortress of pop culture. What about you, Josh? Um, Are you telling people to pull it out the dust shelf? To her sort of music, I wouldn't send them here first. I'd probably go more send them either to her first album or sort of music box or daydream or butterfly. But it's definitely not one of her worst. Um, I think it just. I think, I don't know, there was just something missing from it, in my opinion. I don't know what it was. It's just something that I just, there wasn't the sort, I think her first album, I think she seemed more involved with compared to this one. I don't think there was a lot on her end to do it. I think she was forced into making it. Well, you said there was something missing and possibly it was the gospel without the soul, the love songs without the passion and the pop without the buoyancy. Such a brilliant review. I really love that. It's not quite as bad as all that. I did enjoy it, but it's not one that I'd be rushing to put back on. However, you know what? I, I tell a lie. I will be putting on that uh, single number two again. What was that called again? Can't um, Let Go. Uh, so immediately after this, I will be going and putting on Can't Let Go because, I don't know, that, that's vaguely familiar to me and it was a, it was a bit of a bop. I, I enjoyed it. Henrik and Josh, I hope you've enjoyed your time in the fortress of pop culture. How's it been? I enjoy it. It's nice doing, obviously the first one was Tony Perron. Um, so it's nice, it's nice doing people that I actually know. <laughs> My first now was listen, the Spice Girl, yeah. so. Which wasn't too bad, that album, but yes, it was a funny place yeah. to start on the podcast. We'd love to hear everybody's thoughts. Please leave comments underneath here. What do you think of Mariah Carey's Emotions album? Was it right that we started here? This is the first review of a Mariah Carey album we've done, and we've started with album number two. Why? We don't know. It's just what we came up with in our little fortress room with the big giant table that we sit around where we deliberate what we're going to do next good on you henry good on you josh we hope that everybody's enjoyed this and you've all got me feeling emotions